Welcome to issue 76 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Mike, and joining me tonight is Steve, right? Steve? I'm here. I'm here. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm here this time. Dude, you're, good. You're, you're freaking us out, Steve. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and, of course, the other voice is Daniel. Hello, Mike. Hi. Welcome back, guys. We good? Thanks. Be stable? Yep. Good to still be here. Awesome. <laughs> the, the storm from last week is still going. It's still here. So. Wow. Oof. What are we doing tonight? Well, I think it's one of our secret dossier nights, Mike. Do you remember oh, those? Secret dossier? Secret... No, I don't. I don't. You have to remind me. Sure. These are those issues where we take a look at a specific vigilante and the tricks and cheating tactics they use against the so-called villains of this game, Mike. We each use the same hero, but we pick a different scenario um, and a suggested mod set, and they work well or poorly against. So we're just going to kind of ah. go back and, and examine one of these one of these nefarious do-gooders yeah the last time we looked at ant-man that's right yes yeah and i recall we said very wise things about that so this time we've decided to um be as timely as we could be on this show we're gonna look at black widow so oh right the black widow movie is out black widow she is indeed a card in this game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh yeah Hey, listeners, uh, one of us didn't do our homework. One or one of us <laughs> did do our homework. <laughs> yeah, I think I played Black Widow. Do you guys know when Black Widow first appeared in the comics? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Sometime yeah. in the 50s. Post-James Bond, but not, not too post. So sure, late 50s. All right, early 60s, 1964. Ooh. Like like many of the characters, Black Widow was created by Stan Lee, sure. also Don Rico and Don Heck back in 1964. And she debuts in the Tales of Suspense number 52 to be a reoccurring Russian spy whose primary purpose is to be an antagonist for Iron Man. Love her. Oh, I, I, I always knew I loved her for a reason. I just now I actually yes. know what it is. I got to start playing with her. Oh, she's great. She's so much fun. She's not really a hero. Okay. So her her history, her backstory is like super shrouded in, in mystery. And there's all sorts of different ones. Some are purposely misdirected. Some of our were written in 1964. So there's not a lot of thought to them. They go back and they sort of tweak it over the years. And, and the one that seems to be most accepted establishes Natasha as being raised from an early childhood and the USSR's Black Widow Ops program. Uh, this is under the care of Ivan Petrovich. So Petrovich, he is said to have taken her to the Department X with 28 other young female orphans, where she's trained in combat and espionage at the covert Red Room facility. Mm. There, she was biotechnologically and psychotechnologically enhanced. Uh, and this helps account and provides a little bit of a rationale for her unusually long life and youthful lifespan. You know, sure. yeah. Same yeah. Black Widow. Okay. Her 
early outings, she's assigned to assist in the assassination of Professor Anton Vanko for defecting from Russia to join Tony Stark's father in America. So her job is to infiltrate Stark Industries in America and bring it down. Uh, Anton Vanko, we know him. We know him, yeah. All right, so Tony Stark, you know, our original Iron Man there, he's he continually foils her schemes against Stark Industries, unfortunately. So what she does early on is she enlists our top-tier favorite Archer character, Hawkeye, and she pits Hawkeye against Iron Man. So the two of them battle out against Iron Man. Yeah. Um, which is pretty fun to see, you know, early on. Uh, unfortunately, like Hawkeye's association with the Russian spy, he gets labeled a criminal in his early career, and and that's a whole other thing. But that's Black Widow's like first few appearances. She's one of us. I think it's interesting that she would be susceptible to Iron Man because he takes a long time to build up his his kit, and so does she. Hmm. Yeah. So as if she were a villain. She would be giving Iron Man the time to get his suit on. Right. Thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> they're, they're both prepping. Yeah. There's some good books to read, right? There's a few, but uh, there's two that I wanted to showcase. One is the Black Widow series Itsy Bitsy Spider from 1990. This takes a look at her past. It puts her at odds with the new Black Widow, Yelena Belova, who we also see in the MCU movies. Uh, and it kind of looks into what does it mean to be a widow, right? What does it mean to be not just Black Widow, but the whole widow program? Okay. Okay. And then the other one is a it's called Name of the Rose 2011. And the author Acuna says of his book, uh, Natasha has to face the demons of her past in a story filled with violence and emotion. By the end of it, we get to a cathartic moment and a new start for her. Sounds great. Yeah. And of course, there's the Black Widow movie out. You, you know, you can take a look at that. It's interesting. The, some of the authors uh, are, and the, the later comics, even though they at- try not to create art that looks like Scarlett Johansson, they end up doing it. <laughs> the one guy says, yeah, I wasn't even trying to, but it looks just like her. That movie has a big presence on uh, her movie. Her movie presence just kind of has a big impact on the comics. Well, why don't we, why don't we get into our cards? Sure. All right, let's do it. Okay. So we're going to just talk about Widow and some of her key cards. So, Daniel, why don't you, why don't you give us Widow herself? Okay. Uh, Black Widow is the hero side. To thwart, to attack, to defense. She's an Avenger and a spy. With the Widowmaker ability, a response. After you trigger the ability of a preparation card you control, deal a damage to an enemy. Hand size five. Hit points nine and then her alter ego side as natasha romanoff she's got her traits changed to shield and spy um and her abilities mission prep response after you play a preparation card draw a card and that's limited once per phase so that's that's her front and back hand size six. so all those cards that say play only if you're an avenger only work in her hero form yeah yep. yeah mm. what we what we see on the hero or the identity cards is a lot of times on the hero side, it's your team affiliation. And then <clears throat> on the alter ego side, it's more of like, I don't know, m- more of a who you are inside kind of thing. I, I don't, this one doesn't quite match up with that. But 
Um, you'll notice most of most people are only Avengers when they're heroes, not when they're alter egos. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so I should read the cards. Yeah, well, they're hero <laughs> cards. So what's the point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they don't matter. So she, when, when her pack was released, that was also the start of preparation cards, right? Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? There, there weren't any preparation cards yet, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. So, so those are an interesting card type that I like a lot. Basically, you just put it on the table, pay the cost, put it on the table, and then wait to use it when it seems best. So we have one per aspect at the moment, right? Yep. Okay, so we haven't gotten any growth of that since her pack. Yeah, I don't think we have. I think we've gotten new prep cards. Have we? I think so. Well, we have a lot of upgrades, but and there are, a lot of them are like skills, like Drax has hard to ignore, which would be great as a prep card, but it's it's just a skill. Um, but we have a lot of these upgrades that have a similar effect, like they'll have a hero interrupt ability that trigger off a if then sort of thing, but they might not actually have the preparation trait. Hmm. Okay. And her preps do all sorts of things, right? They cancel boost cards. They cancel. Uh, they deal damage to minions when they come out. Uh, they'll cancel treacheries, right? She's got a lot of these ways to set up for whatever the situation might be, and then act on it, um, which would then trigger her Widowmaker ability, where she gets to do a little bit of damage. Yeah. She is a ton of fun to play. She strikes me as very reactive. Like she's got average stats. She's got some okay ability to thwart and attack. And I'm looking at her set and I it just it screams protection to me, which says that in a multiplayer game, yeah, she'd be great. But solo, how do you how do you get ahead? How do you go up against a villain with this? Yeah, I actually like playing her in protection because the rest of the protection cards are reactive. So most of your turn is, you know, on the villain side. Maybe that's I like playing as a villain. So um I think what she has to do, and one of the key cards in her set that'll help her get ahead uh, is that Sin Suit that gives her a plus one defense, but after you trigger a prep card, you get to exhaust the suit and ready Black Widow. And so, yeah. triggering a prep lets her deal a point of damage. So the prep cancels, is trying to cancel or mitigate mm-hmm. what comes out, It's and then she deals a point of damage, and then she readies so that she can then attack her thwart uh, on the hero phase. I almost feel like she has to do that because she's only got two defense. She's only got nine hit points. She's not going to make it very far taking undefended attacks. Nope. And she could spend all her resources on other things to prevent that from happening. But then you're not playing all her cool preparation things. So that's why I thought protection just kind of seemed a natural fit. When she came out, she the pack she came with was Justice, if I recall. Right? Yeah. Um, I... I played early on with her and did some solo stuff on Octagon too um, with leadership. And I thought she was fantastic. Oh, and then the, the allies can kind of do, do some the allies do a lot of work for her. Um, and also there's that preparation card that I love so much that when the ally dies, you put it right back. Yeah. Rapid response is a great, great card. Oh, for her. Speaking of cheating tactics. Speaking yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Um, a rapid response with the winter soldier that you paid nothing for is a lot of fun. Yes. Yes, it is. And um, yeah, so like I found that she was really successful in leadership because three defense is nothing. I mean, it's good. Right. And and she draws a lot of cards. So she's she's got good money. She has a good economy to her. And all of those 
the way she gets ahead, Mike, I think, is by not suffering any ill effects from the encounter deck. Right. Um, so she can kind of take her time, like grappling hook and, you know, attack robotics and all those things. Like, she's great. And she has some power, powerful events, which I know you guys are planning on talking about. So she needs time to build up. So against a she does, man, yes. She yes, she's in trouble or say it again. Against absorbing man, is she going to be in trouble because she can't beat him in that many turns? Campaign-wise, it'll definitely is a longer game. I've been playing a bunch of her in protection, and those are long games. They they don't feel like a slog because you're doing something all the time. I you, you know I just finished the game and I had 22 of my cards on the table at one point. Um, you know <laughs> half the deck is out. Um, but that was like round 12 or something, right? In a solo game, so like you, that against absorbing man, that's that's great for absorbing man because going into red skull later down in the campaign he's gonna have a ton of those those uh yeah you're already flipped like you're already on the second stage at that point we're sort of getting into it here anyways but she does need that time to build up so i think other villains who the villains will have a good time against her are those fast villains crossbones i think uh is a bad matchup for natasha like coming from natasha's point of view because he does extra damage. He his schemes have very low threat thresholds. He, he just feels like he's fast. He gets a full auto on her. She only has nine health. That, that's that's tough. She's got as much health as a trash panda. Right, right. I found that she. I, I have trouble with thwarting with her, trying to keep up with the threat. Damage wise, most of her preps do some sort of damage. They do a couple points here. They cancel boost icons and reflect it back so she can she can kind of hit for damage here and there but none of her cards really do anything against threat except for her one which i just wanted to mention because i think it's really cool it's a very unique card that we have out uh covert ops so this is a three cost event thwart action for remove four threat from a scheme confuse the villain notice it says action action yes does not say hero action so she can do that no matter what. She can do that in Alter Ego to remove threat from scheme, confuse the villain, stay in Alter Ego. Villain can't scheme. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, he doesn't even know she's there. She's in the back somewhere, cutting power, doing all these. That's not fair to the villain, that she can be yeah. removing threat while in Alter Ego. That's an expensive card. So I feel like you have to be in Alter Ego just to play that. True. Yeah. True. But yeah, I think she definitely does fine with damage, right? Um, and picking, picking that, like, little... Little minions, she's good at that. Yeah, Ultron drones, you know, like, yeah. I think it's a it's a good point to bring up Widow's Bite. Uh, this is that preparation card where, when an enemy comes out, when it enters play, you can discard Widow's Bite to deal two damage to that minion and stun it. And two's not a lot. It's not a lot. So if you're up against the Kree militants, that's not doing a lot. If you're up against the Vadoon, it's doing a lot. If you're up against any of the Hydras, you're doing a lot. The drones, yeah, crazy. It's only when the minion goes comes into play, but yeah, you could easily one-shot those guys. It's fantastic yeah. for that, but only for the small ones. You know who it's not good against, or, or it's not great, is Tombstone, which I was playing oh, against. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, he gets stunned, so it's like, all right, I got an extra turn, but her ping damage versus somebody that has eight health does take a while to, <laughs> to get Yeah. <laughs> and then if he manages to hit her with his big three attack, you know, she's losing cards from her hand, which she can't really afford because you're playing a, a bunch of stuff maybe in protection, so you're playing on the villain phase. Um, so it gets tricky for her. Yeah, the uh, the other one I wanted to bring up is 
her big payoff card is Dance of Death. Right, mm. everyone's everyone's got one. Something that's going to deal five to ten damage. Right, the three cost hero action make the following three attacks in order: deal a damage to an enemy, deal two damage to an enemy, deal three damage to an enemy. Sounds awesome. Not if you're up against Zozozozola. Retaliate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've got retaliate and enhance physiology, right? So they've got lots of hit points. <laughs> they all got retaliate. And yeah, I'm looking at the rules reference right now. It's whenever you attack. It doesn't say play an attack card. It's whenever you attack. So if she's hitting Zola three times just to get six damage on, and it's her only big payoff card. I, I think of it as a, as a minion clearer outer more than a villain attack. But then she's got nothing for the villain. She's just pinging it. Yeah, I, I mean, this is six damage if they don't have retaliate. Yeah, it's nice if they have a tough. You can pop that tough for one, or if like Taskmaster's photographic reflexes, where when you make an attack, it gets reflected back at you, so you can hit him for one. You only have to take one. Then you can pop him for five after that. Oh yeah, right. Anybody yeah. that has that sort of thing, but yeah, man, retaliate. That's no good. Just gets chewed up. It also, it, this also clears a stun on her with that one damage, clear that stun. And then she still gets the other two and the three, which is neat. Yeah, it, the way the card is worded is really interesting because it doesn't say it's an attack action, but it specifically says it's worth three attacks. Yeah. Yeah. I take that to mean as it's three attacks. Mm -hmm. uh, another comment on the attacks is um, attackrobatics. One of her preps is an attack card. When a boost is turned face up, discard attack robotics, cancel the boost icons in the card, deal one damage to the villain for each boost icon canceled this way. That does not... I, I found myself, oh, I'm getting attacked by the villain. So I said, okay, I'm going to defend against the villain because even if he hits me with a three boost card, I can flip this. It won't be a big deal. And he attacks, you know, he gets a couple boost icons. I go to use it and I realize, well, oh, I'm engaged with a guard minion. I can't use attack robotics because I can't attack... Oh. The villain, and you, and you couldn't use it if you were stunned, right? Right. You could. Well, you right. could trigger it as a stun to clear the stun, but you don't get anything else, right? Like you, right. you start the attack action, the stun kicks in, you lose the attack robotics and clears the stun. But if there's a guard out, you can't even cancel the boost icons because it is an attack, not a defense action, like preemptive strike, which is very, very sure. similar, but that's a defense action, not an attack action. Guarantee, I've misplayed this before. Yeah, I, I definitely did up until I started prepping for the show. <laughs> and this, again, the, the multiplayer versus solo, like that can trigger off of anybody. If someone else is in alter ego form and the villain is scheming, she right. can turn that boost card into damage from across the table, as long as she's in hero form. Right, yeah, because it is, in that case, it is an attack. It's not a defense, so you don't have to become the defender to do it. Yeah. yeah. Where her other prep, Grappling Hook, is... When you reveal a treachery, discard the grappling hook. So that one doesn't work in multiplayer. You can't help your buddy out. Well, that's good, because that's cheaty, cheaty. Cheaty, yeah. I got another villain that loves to see Black Widow come up against him, and that is the Collector oh, yeah, yeah. One. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's possible to beat the Collector One with her, because every time you use a prep, it ends up in the collection, and that, that's all she wants to do. So. Yeah, she... Uses a prep card to kill a minion. That's two cards in the collection. I, I think you just have to play a different aspect, and all of her stock cards are fuel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so, so who who should be afraid of Widow? Who's afraid of her? 
anyone with low hit point minions, anyone that relies on high impact treacheries or boost cards. Okay. Guys like Ultron, Drang, Claw. Maybe? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, she kind of neuters Claw a bit. Yeah, right. you might not even need protection in that one. I think she's um I think she's a really fun support character. I, I really enjoy playing her. But yeah, I don't know that I would other than that leadership deck, I'm not sure I'd take her solo much. Um but she's yeah. nice to have at the table. Yeah, I, I I took her up against a bunch of times against Taskmaster. Okay, right? Uh spoiler alert if you haven't seen the previews, but Taskmaster is in the Black Widow movie. So how could I not play against Taskmaster? And Taskmaster Expert, I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. She was a little too slow. He's putting out extra threat or damage. She likes to flip in order to draw those extra cards in Alter Ego. I was having a hard time. Uh, yeah, nine hit points, not enough. Right. And one thing I realized is ta- if you play Taskmaster as written with the modular sets, there's like a, a bunch of min- smaller minions in there. So her Widow's Bite and all those sort of things work pretty good. And there's quite a bit of treacheries in there, which is nice. But the I found that she can cancel with grappling hooks, so that's nice. But, but I found her attackrobatics, and I like the basic one, um, target acquired, that is a basic prep card that lets you cancel boost ability. There's only like three cards in Taskmaster set that have a boost ability, so oh. that target acquired becomes really useless. There's only like four or five cards maybe that have um, surge which I really like espionage for that lets you draw extra cards if surge comes off. Well, they only surge mostly in alter ego. So like there's a bunch of prep cards that don't do anything against taskmaster because of just the way his deck is built. So Hmm. he can give black widow a run for his money in this game, uh, even on standard because of her limited thwarting, even though his thwart is, you know, the scheme thwarts out at 12, but you have to put out, two per turn or you got to take a damage so yeah it's it's a good matchup for for her well mike you got a player man yeah i suppose i do uh i again i don't i don't play this game for those long ones uh so perhaps (laughs) as support in a multiplayer game yeah she's pretty fun when you uh when you can do like i defend oh i trigger uh, I don't take any damage, or I, I use uh, Tecrobatics to cancel the boost, so now I get to ready because of my Sin Suit, and I do a point of damage, but I didn't take any damage, so I use Unflappable, and I have Hard to Ignore out as well, so I'm going to remove some threat. Uh, you know, I, I did this. I, I love being able to do, like, seven different things at the table, and sometimes you haven't really made any progress, but it's just fun to turn the cards sideways a whole bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who kind of gloss over those basic cards, target acquired can be backbreaking for the villain in certain situations. You know, oh, all yeah. those like really awesome uh, attachments with the boost effect that says attached to the villain, it just it neuters it completely. I did that to Red Skull. I didn't let him pick up his gun. Uh, you could use it against Ronin so he could drop his hammer. It, it just does so much. Yeah. And, th- and just because it's a prep card doesn't mean it has to be used with widow right it they can come out max one per player target acquired to sit there it's nice yep. all right uh any other thoughts on our favorite russian spy nope uh, other than she's good she's fun you have to think about the game a little different with her i think that's why i like her all right so why don't you tell the folks where our red room is hidden sure hey do you want to get a hold of us perhaps 
you've got some fancy tricks to get past the Black Widow. You can email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook for Critical Encounters. You can find us on YouTube, search for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Duke. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Widow, take us out. How many more jobs? How long will it take? I don't know if I can do it. Even if I could forgive myself. This is what I am now. You'll never know who I was before.